Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 149 of The Yacking Show. This is a show for awakening you to new perspectives in all sorts of different subjects, but all important for life and all equally important or more important in this changing times we're going through at the moment. So today's guest is no exception. She's going to be very interesting and I'm not going to give the game away, but I'm just going to say she comes from a much warmer part of the world at the moment than we do. So it's not my job to introduce her. Kathleen does it far better than I do. But first, a quick plug for Kathleen. She wears another hat. She can help you solve your IT recruiting and development needs. So if you have problems in that area, get hold of her. So welcome, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you for that plug. And we want to thank all of you for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. And I'm so excited to interview this lady. I think you'll find her really, really interesting. Her name is Kathy Davis. Kathy, welcome to the show. How are you? I am great, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you to you, Kathleen. Thank you to Peter. Thank you to the listeners. I'm really excited to be here and share my story and inspire all of you. Good. Now, I want to introduce you because you, I, I, and I'm going to read off a script here because I don't want to miss anything. You are a plant-based accountability empowerment coach, and we're going to talk about that a little in a little bit, but you're also the CEO of Veg Inspired and the author of three cookbooks. Wow. The first is the 30-minute whole food plant-based cookbook. The second is the super easy plant-based cookbook. And then you have the budget-friendly plant-based diet cookbook. So Kathy, for our audience, can you give us a, some, something about your background and what led you to embark on a career um, involving a plant-based diet? Oh, yes, Kathleen. Thank you so much. You know, I was pretty resistant to plant-based eating when I first, when the thought first came across my, I'm not going to say my desk, my table would be a better, a better word. My husband actually introduced us to it. And I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a happy burger loving blue cheese <laughs> dipping Buffalo wing eater. Like I don't need to eat more plants. Like that's just not my thing. And he really positioned it to be more about eating more plants and the more plant foods we ate, the more plant centered we ate, the better we felt. And what I found over the last eight years of eating this way is that it can truly change your life. It can change your energy, your stamina, your, you know, longevity, um, Two years ago, I actually embarked on a journey to really clean up the vegan part of my diet, reduce a lot more of the processed foods, which I'm grateful that there's processed vegan foods on the market and that they're becoming more mainstream. But in order to perform at my peak performance, I really had to, to focus on the whole plant foods and it, it was, the results were were incredible. I lost weight, uh, took regained control of my health, reduced a lot of the symptoms that I was having inflammation, uh, pre-diabetes symptoms, and really 10 X to my energy to be able to do all the things you just read about running veg inspired full-time authoring those three cookbooks, and then scaling my, my coaching business internationally. And, you know, people always ask me why I do what I do. And I do it because the transformation from me eating more plants 
changed my life. And if I can help other people empower themselves, step into their peak performance and change their lives, the ripple effect is incredible. And that's, that's what drives my mission. Wow. Very good. So you have a lot on the go at the same time. So how do you manage a plant-based diet with such a hectic, busy lifestyle as you have? And I believe you travel a lot at the same time. So how do you put all that together? I do travel a lot. That's the fun fact, right? Um, one of the big things that I found is making, making plant-based eating more, more accessible and easy. You know, a lot of times when we're introduced to such a, such a significant change in what we, what we do, what we, the way we think we embark on it with this mindset of overhauling everything. But what I've learned is start small. Maybe you start with breakfast. Maybe every day you eat a whole energizing breakfast, or maybe it's lunch. Maybe you find yourself sluggish in the afternoon. And so for lunch, you really add in those high energizing foods. And what, what works for me is I prepare things that I can eat throughout the week. So I'll bake some extra potatoes when I've got the oven on, mm -hmm. or I'll double a batch of rice so I can easily chop up some veggies for a salad or a wrap and maybe have a potato or two on the side. Potatoes are extremely satiating and can be very satisfying and comforting without all the, you know, I, I call the dairy, like the inflammatory. So that's what really gives us that sluggish grog later in the day. Cause it's very inflammatory um, and often doesn't agree with a lot of people's digestion. So if you just skip the dairy on the potatoes and just eat them, maybe with a drizzle of maple mustard or, you know, thinking about foods you already enjoy that are plant-based and then making it more accessible. And, you know, from that standpoint, it's really about what, what can I prep today so that I have an easy lunch for tomorrow? All right. So it's, it's, it's doable then, no matter how busy you are with a bit of proper planning can be done. Good. Good. Kesley? Definitely. Well, I think you've, you've started to answer this, but let's take a deeper dive into this because, you know, people, might seem over it, it is an overwhelming task because I have to tell you a few months ago I thought I'm going to go straight raw food and I, I I got a raw raw food cookbook and my goodness it was really overwhelming because everything had to be dehydrated and the time it took to do even to prepare one meal was I mean 12 hours of this you know it was just on and on and on now that's not what this is right this is it's vegan, it's still cooked, but it's plant-based, which is, I think, a bit easier. But how do you, how do you address, you know, the like Thanksgiving and Christmas and things that, you know, in the traditional North American diet, you have your turkey and you have your, you know, your meats and, 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 and all of that. How do you, how do you substitute those things that people, it's a social thing, right? It's enjoyable. How do you, how do you do that? That, that's a great question. Social, social pressure, social engagements, traditions, all of those can be very, very challenging, especially it doesn't matter if you're, if you're eating more plants or going vegan or going keto or any change to your diet, when you pivot to something that's different from what's normal or what's traditional in your home or around your friends and family, you can feel very isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, a few, a few things. And really my philosophy is me personally, I've, it's been eight years. So I've learned that the easy substitutes early on, we just made things with vegan 
products. Now we really lean into the foods that we love with flavor and texture. So the mashed potatoes with a, with a gravy made from you know, plants and a little soy sauce and a little vegetable broth and lots of traditional Thanksgiving spices, your sage, your rosemary, your thyme, all those, because those warm spices, those familiar spices help you tie back into those traditions. But when I'm working with new clients or, or clients that aren't necessarily looking to go fully plant-based, but really to just eat more plants, mm-hmm. I talk a lot more about intention, you know, when we're around family and friends, we have, we have that influence, that, that paradigm or program or, or tradition or that hold on how we've always done things. And if we embrace it more of a, my intention of Thanksgiving is to eat the foods that best align with my goals, but you know what? I might want a piece of a small sliver of grandma's apple pie. And, you know, I really try to approach it more from the, from the, focus philosophy of making choices intentionally, because when I cleaned up my vegan diet to eat more of this clean, whole food, plant-based approach, I still wanted the vegan key lime cheesecake. When I traveled to Key West, I still wanted a glass of wine and a piece of vegan chocolate cake on my birthday. I still wanted to indulge at Disney world. And I didn't want it to feel so restricted that I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, approached it from a, my day-to-day habits fully align with this clean whole food, mostly unprocessed way of eating, but I'm going to, I'm going to embrace those intentional choices as the, the splurge and the enjoyment that I, that I love. And that's really allowed me to have a, a great balance and never feel restricted. And that's, that's how I teach my clients to approach any social situation, you know, and I guess I have should caveat that with, obviously, if you're really trying to reverse a medical condition or, you know, you have an allergy to something, it probably isn't a good idea to, you know, eat unaligned, but for, you know, normal people, one small slice of Turkey or small piece of apple pie isn't going to throw you off the wagon if you don't let it throw you off the wagon. And that's really where that philosophy of intention over perfection comes in. I think that is such an important statement because I, you know, Peter and I have had this discussion before Peter and, and, and I, I hope I don't overstep, but you know, you've, you've mentioned that you've been to places where you've had a, just nothing but a vegan meal, but you feel restricted, right? Because you're not used to that. And, um, and I think that it's setting that intention and just, it's, it becomes habit forming. It's like going from white bread to whole wheat bread. And, and it's, it's something that you've gotten used to. You just make the change, right. And setting those intentions. So thank you. Yeah, I am. I'm going to comment on that, but first something, Kathleen said something really amusing, oh. which, and I, I have a wicked devious mind, um, you said a raw food cookbook, and I was trying to work out how that would work. Oh, <laughs> oh God. well, you know what I mean. Oh, you mean, I know what you mean. You mean a recipe book. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's just my, my mind goes down dark tunnels sometimes. <laughs> but you're I wrong. Gotta, I, Makes I've no sense, right? <laughs> sorry, Kathleen. No, but, okay. uh, I just picked up on that. I just, I'm accused, often accused of being pedantic about words. Uh, my fault. 
Kathy, what I was going to say to you is my, my son, who's 46, 47, somewhere around there, he and his wife went vegan five or six years ago, and their two youngest children have never eaten meat or dairy at all. So the first Thanksgiving I went to them, uh, I did not enjoy the dinner. And the first Christmas, I did not enjoy the dinner. But they have got progressively better ever since. And the last big meal I had with them, which was probably last Christmas, I was impressed. I said, you know, if you hadn't told me there was no meat in this, I would have thought it was um, it had some beef in it. So everything she did was really good. But what they do, picking up on what you said, every now and again, they don't eat any meat, but every now and again, they'll treat themselves. And they'll go out, go out and eat seafood but it might be once every six months or so. You know? And that's the only time they stray from it, except if they're away from home and they feel like a coffee, they will have a coffee with cream in it because they don't like black coffee but or almond if it's available. So they do it intentionally though. They don't uh, stress about it and the rest of the time. It, and they, I think my son looks a bit skinny, but um, apart from that, they're, they're pretty healthy. So, and the kids are healthy. So that's good. You, you're talking a lot of, and, and I think a lot of people think of healthy eating being good for your diet and your physical body. As we heard from our guest yesterday, and as you alluded to a little earlier about the, the midday slump, correct nutrition has huge mental benefits as well, does it not? Very huge mental benefits. I was actually reading an article and it was saying that eating the right foods throughout the day can increase your productivity up to 25%. Wow. And I ask people like, okay, let's take that in half. Let's not even go with the full 25%. Mm -hmm. what, how would your life, business, family relationships change if you were performing 20, 12 and a half percent better? Like, better. Yeah. what would yeah. that do for you? Like, that's incredible. But they do say, yes, that, you know, I was reading something yesterday about inflammation and how inflammation foods that are inflammatory, which are typically your processed foods, high in sugars, fats, salts, things that, you know, we can't control in a processed food. You mm -hmm. can sprinkle a little salt on your plate to add a little flavor. You can choose how much sugar, but when you buy food that's been manufactured, you don't get to control that. Oh. And that's, we're in a, you know, we're in a society now where we want to eat convenience. And that's where, you know, making these whole plant ingredients or foods accessible, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like I don't need mm -hmm. you to prepare a whole food lasagna every day for your meal prep, but opening a can of chickpeas and adding them to a sweet potato with a big green, colorful salad could change the, you know, your afternoon slump and really yeah. leave you with that more mental clarity and cognitive function that, that we all strive for, regardless of whether we're entrepreneurs or, you know, executives or stay at home parents that are really want to be there for their family and their children. I mean, we, we all, we all need that. Hmm. And is that, is, is that how you mean that, um, is that what you mean when you say that eating a plant-based diet can empower you to achieve your biggest dreams? Is it in that way? Yes, because it allows you to show up at that optimum performance and really step into that person that you're, you're meant to be. I'm working with a client right now. And he says to me, you know, I've never felt more aligned with my purpose than I do now that I've, I've been turned on to eating more plants. And I'm like, I, like I felt that way, but never really, that was never the transformation that I would have promised mm -hmm. someone. I would have been like, you're healthier. You might lose weight. You'll have more energy, but he's like, it's the alignment of eating this clean food that makes me feel so good. That makes me perform so much better. And 
you know, it's just, it's just incredible. That's, well, that picks up from what our guest yesterday said. He said there are 38 million Americans on antidepressants. Many of them have been on for years at a time. And his opinion is that the vast majority of those should not be on them if they corrected their diet, right? And, and I mean, that's talking about simply about antidepressants. I mean, there's yeah. doctors now oh, that, yeah. that are prescribing plant-based eating to cure a multitude of, of common illnesses and diseases, mm -hmm. or at least mm -hmm. help you gain control of the symptoms. I'm working with another client who's, who's diabetic. And we actually had, I mean, I work very closely with them to work with their doctors. Like I am not a medical practitioner. Mm -hmm. I cannot prescribe or change that, but the power of plants can really yield amazing benefits. So they have to be in contact with their medical practitioner for medication adjustments. And she saw that yeah. within weeks. And I was like, Whoa, wow. I, you know, you just, until you start really tracking it and working with people one-on-one, -on -one, you don't, you don't, you know, you, you read about it, but until you see it for your own eyes, you're like the power of plants is incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So wow. just picking up on something you mentioned a little while ago, Kathy, there is a lot of, and, and I noticed this grocery shopping too, there's a lot of now vegan, manufactured vegan foods out there. Is, are you an advocate of those foods or do you think that's still healthier than, than what we typically eat? A loaded question, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a couple philosophies on this and I kind of bounce back and forth. I think that the manufactured food industry for plant-based eating vegan foods is incredible. The fact that there's such a demand in the market to have these foods that are animal free, are dairy free, you know, a lot, even the gluten-free that's amazing. And I love that there's a demand. What my concern with it is that people are doing a one-to-one -one like one-to-one -one replacement mm -hmm. and they still aren't tapping into the clean whole food. And so those foods are getting a bad rap, right? Like I ate vegan for five years. I was eating all at all the vegan restaurants. I was putting vegan cheese on everything. I was at least, at least 40, 50 pounds overweight. And, you know, knowing that that was the trajectory that I was on seeing the the pre-diabetes signs, having that afternoon slump before I really cleaned up my diet makes me less excited to recommend those products. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, there's no cholesterol in animal in non-animal based products. So yes, there's fat and oil and salt and sugar and all the, the things that, you know, are a little more inflammatory don't lead necessarily to the best health, but there's no cholesterol they're less inflammatory because there isn't the dairy. So I, you know, when I work with new clients, I'm like, it's good to find an alternative, especially if you need to go to, you know, you want to go to a restaurant or you want something quick, but really lean into how you can make things from whole foods. Mm -hmm. And I always get the, oh my gosh, I don't have time to make my own burger. And I'm like, I understand that. I don't always have time to make my own burger either. There are some brands out there that don't have the oil, salt, and fat, and they are more of a whole, whole plant burger. They're not necessarily, they're made with ingredients you can recognize. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell people, like lean into those foods that are made with ingredients you recognize and really kind of 
make it and make it an intention. You know, for me, I'll just open up a can of chickpeas and cook those in place of maybe the vegan chicken nuggets that might go in something else or the vegan shredded chicken, just because I want a more whole food. Mm -hmm. I know the, the veg burgers you're talking about, I'll probably be having them this weekend. They're a favorite of my son's when he is away from home. And when he cooked them a couple of months ago, first time I went up North with him to, uh, our development there and he said we're going to have veg burgers uh, <laughs> i said hey these look like the genuine article he says taste it i'll tell you what they weren't bad they, they're not quite the same as beef but but the, for me and i live most of my life in africa where i eat red meat every day and often twice a day so for me to say i quite enjoyed a vegan burger or veg burger is is quite an admission but they were not bad so getting back to something you, we, we, we sort of touched on earlier, and I think certainly I came along this route and before I met Kathleen and before my son got involved with the vegan foods, I always thought that people who wanted to eat vegan or vegetarian were worried about diet. But really, you're saying we should look at it through the lens of wellness rather than purely diet. So it's, it's a lifestyle and a wellness attitude. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, and that's one of the big things that I work through with a lot of my clients is shifting from the diet mindset mm -hmm. to the lifestyle mindset, mm -hmm. because to me, and this is, and this is probably why the diet industry has such a big, has such a, so big, right. Diets are short-term. Yes. So you're constantly having to go back on a diet to get mm -hmm. to the outcome mm -hmm. that you want. But when we shift it more to the day in and the day out lifestyle habits, it allows you to maintain your wellness, right? So I, you know, I've, I've briefly touched on weight loss. So I, two years ago, I cleaned up my diet and eat this day-to-day -day whole food, plant-based, mostly unprocessed six months in, I'd lost 35 pounds. I've continued to lose and maintain that for 18 months. Wow. So wow. it's, it's, it's not the yo-yo. Thank you so much. It's not the yo-yo that I used to have. Right. Yeah. I always, I always joke with people like I was the weight watcher that saved all my points. I would eat zero foods all day, save all my points and then binge on a bunch of junk food at night. Mm -hmm. I never learned how to make it a healthy lifestyle until I really shifted my mindset to focus it more on daily habits versus the you know, the counting and the measuring and the calories, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. just eat the right whole food most of the time. All right. How, sorry, Kathleen, I've got to add something in there. Another question for Kathy. If you're looking at lifestyle and wellness, then you, do you advocate improving exercise for most people? Yeah. So there's three like main pieces that I tell that I, mm -hmm. you know, recommend or encourage within my clients and things that we talk about, you know, in our just in our general conversations, movement every day, hydration, because the more mm -hmm. plants you eat, the more fiber you eat, which means you want it, everything to continue to move through you nicely. And then just eating more plants in general and that being able to kind of push that trifecta and then hold people accountable, you know, empowering them to make the decision and then holding them accountable really pulls it together to allow them to create that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ah, good, good. Kathleen, something else? So when we talk about a plant-based diet for people out there who are just listening, um, might think, okay, is she talking about eating salad every single day? Can you tell us, share with us what a typical meal would be in your household? 
Absolutely. And it's funny because I just posted about this on LinkedIn. I, I said, I get the question all the time or people will say, oh yeah, I ate more plants and I had a really big salad. And I was like, that's awesome. What else was in it? And they're like, well, veggies and some fruit and a really yummy dressing. And I was like, were you, how long were you full after that? And they were like, oh, well, I had to have a snack a couple hours later. And I said, have you considered adding a whole a cooked whole grain or half of a sweet potato, you know, really balancing out your plate with the, the unrefined carbohydrates? Like don't everybody panic. I'm not telling you to eat donuts and white pasta. <laughs> unrefined whole carbohydrates. They keep you satiated longer. Potatoes have like a 300 plus percentage rating on the satiation index. They are the most satiating food you can eat. Mm. So maybe you boil up some potatoes or bake some potatoes or cut them into wedges, stir, you know, saute them up with some peppers and onions, something to add some bulk to that salad. So you aren't grabbing a snack. But typically like my, I can go through my whole day. It's like I said, I'm very simple and I'm very habitual. My breakfast is usually something with oats or quinoa, usually oats or quinoa with fruit. Uh, I like blueberries. I like apples. So maybe blueberry oatmeal and sweetened with some maple syrup, some ground flax and some non-dairy milk quinoa. I might mix with apples, cinnamon, a little maple syrup, flax. So you're seeing that there's some commonalities that I mm -hmm. eat throughout the, throughout the morning. Lunch for me is even more simple starch and salad. It can be a sweet potato. And then what I love about my salads is I always try to make them really colorful red tomatoes, orange carrots, maybe some broccoli sprouts or yellow bell pepper. Um, and you, I'm going through the rainbow, maybe some broccoli, some greens, uh, some chickpeas or black beans, uh, beets, anything with lots of color. Maybe I'll add some blueberries to that if I didn't get them for breakfast. And then I always try to go for an oil-free sauce or dressing made from the whole fat foods. So maybe it's a, you know, cashew based sauce or mm -hmm. tahini, which is sesame or an avocado smashed avocado with some lime juice, just really pulling in the whole fat. So I'm getting the nutrients and the antioxidants and the fiber from the, the full ingredient. And then my dinners vary. I mean, I'm an author of three cookbooks. So, you know, I love to be in the kitchen and I love to cook. I do anything from, you know, pasta with broccoli and maybe veggie balls to baked potatoes with, um, like a cashew cheese and broccoli. I really like broccoli. So I eat that a lot. Noodle bowls, lettuce wraps, uh, spring rolls, enchiladas made with filled with potatoes and beans and a yummy enchilada sauce. I mean, it really is about kind of how can I take foods? I already love flavors. I already love and use plant-based ingredients. Mm. So I'll tell people like you want, you love pasta with meat sauce, use lentils. You love mm -hmm. tacos, try potato tacos or bean and veggie tacos really kind of see how you can add more of the plant foods you already love to the foods that you already like. I need mm. your books. I absolutely need them. Yes, yes, yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Kathy, you, the majority of your clients who come to you for help, um, do they come because they've had a health scare? Do they come because they've suddenly been reading, watching, and woke up to the fact they should improve their lifestyle? What's the trigger for people to get hold of you? Uh, it's... It's, it's actually both of those. Mm -hmm. Usually there's some type of scare or mm -hmm. 
realization. Like mm. there's the, they've hit a pivot point. Some people step like, like for me, they step on the scale and they're like, Whoa, I need a change. They might've read about it. They might've heard about it. Uh, other people have heard about it and they've read all the books, but they, they, they either don't know where to start or they've tried and stopped and tried and stopped so many times. And they're finally ready for that accountability piece. And, you know, one of the things that I love about working with, with clients is that it's, I can make it very customized. So, you know, I might have clients that have a weight loss goal, but somebody else who has a a medical issue. And then Mm -hmm. somebody else who's like, I don't want to have a scare. I want to take control of it now. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of the way that the program's designed is they can have any, you know, the goal is to eat more plants. The why that drives it can be different for everybody. And that's, that's the beauty of really structuring it as this community-based program, because people can learn from each other and see the benefits across the board rather than being very siloed into one specific why. Right, right. I got another very quick one, if I may. Would you say, in in your opinion, the regular medical fraternity, general practitioners, family doctors, are they becoming more prone to advising people to look at diet and lifestyle than just dish out prescriptions all the time? Is there a shift? I I think we're on the very, very beginning of the shift. I was speaking with somebody the other day and she's done a lot of epidemiological studies and she's very involved in the, in the, like the, I'm going to call it a trend, but the growth of, of the movement. And she was saying that, you know, thinking about the health of people right now to where it could be in 10 Mm -hmm. years if they made decisions like this now, Mm -hmm. they'll be so far ahead of the curve that they won't, they won't go on that trajectory that typically we have. You know, if I had let my, let myself go, I put air quotes around that and followed that trajectory of pre-diabetes and just not taking care of myself, even as a vegan, I, I could be on a trajectory of fistfuls of medication and, you know, one symptom or one illness after Mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. And that just, I think we're on the beginning parts of this, of this movement to changing our lifestyle in order to keep us from the traditional trajectory that's become so common, so common that people don't even recognize how scary that is, that it's so common. No, thank you. Kathleen, back to you. Well, we're running low on. We're running out of time. Yeah, yes. unfortunately, we I could go on and speak with you. Oh, absolutely. For hour, my goodness, Kathy, we're going to have yeah. to have you back. That's that's. Yeah. Um, but please, can you tell our, our audience how they can contact you and also how they can get your books? Absolutely. Uh, so my main website is veginspired.com veginspired.com. All of my cookbooks are linked there. Um, and I'm also extremely active on Instagram. I manage my own Instagram. So I'd love for you to connect with me there that, uh, it's Instagram.com at veg inspired. It's, you know, veg inspired is my thing. You can search okay. that. And I know Peter said he'd put some additional links in the, in the description. Yeah. So I'm happy to share, you know, we briefly touched on some recipes, but maybe the apple quinoa recipe would be good to drop in there for all of you as well. So mm-hmm. um, great. Love that. Excellent. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. It's um, yes. been really good and I've learned a lot. Thank you. 
So you're welcome. You're, Thanks thank for having you so me. so much, Kathy. And thank you again, everyone, for tuning into our show. And uh, we love reading your comments. So again, please keep those coming. And until next time, everyone, take care and bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.